The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning, Hello. Michael. How are you this week? Awake. How are you? Uh, barely awake. Barely awake. Excellent. I had a little bit of coffee, not my usual jug of coffee, but I'll try to... Keep it high energy. Push through. How Do I sound... High energy? Do I? Is this exciting? Is this dynamic? Or... Have you found your podcast voice? <laughs> Can you imagine if I was like, "This is hey, our tenth uh, episode." Hey, everyone, welcome to the tenth episode of Murder Amongst Friends. I'm your co-host Joanna. Along with me today, my best friend Michael. Mike, over to you. Hello to our <laughs> listening audience. Can you imagine <laughs> if I was? That's a, no. I can't. I can't even. I can't even pretend to be low energy. Yeah, no one would listen to. Nobody us. would listen. I wouldn't listen to us. I, you know what though? I listen to quite a few podcasts, and sometimes in the middle, I'm just like, I hate this person's delivery. <laughs> I hate this person's voice, but I love the story, so I'm going to stick with it. But sometimes I just feel like it's so put on. Yes. You know. Yes. It's a hi and welcome to our next episode. <laughs> no, no. We're doing it because we we're doing think it because this is the way. we really. Love what we do here. <laughs> we want to present it to you. We want to present it to you as if we're super profesh. And um, I'll be honest with you, Mike. We're not. Not that profesh over here. No. Just winging it on a wing and a fucking prayer. So with, Happy that, days. Uh, with that being said, <laughs> hey, hopefully we don't go to war. And um, welcome to the show this week. So, yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. the 10th episode of Murder Amongst Friends. What? Is- That's crazy. It was a bit of a odd time to be recording something kind of not frivolous, right? But, you know, I know a little supposed to be more fun. So, you know, we'll tell our story. We'll do what we do, Listen, and we can't control the, the actions world, of the rest of yeah. the world. I mean, we're all sort of sitting here wondering what the hell is going to happen. So, uh, my way of coping with that is to just pretend like nothing is happening. And to go about my business <laughs> in yes. a regular fashion while I internally seize and panic. Yes. So we typically record about a week prior to release. So this may uh, be sorted I by hope the time so. this is released. Let's I hope all so. Hope, I hope but... so. And and obviously our thoughts are with everybody in the Ukraine. So yes. Yes. We're hoping for a, a swift and... <sighs> painless and safe resolution yes so on that note we'll uh commence with the distraction yeah and uh we'll let the world yeah we could all use a distraction right now carry on so uh we're you know the last few we've been in the past we're still in the past Mm -hmm. uh this week but not quite as much we're in the 80s uh, oh my goodness in my heyday (laughs) so we'll uh (laughs) We'll get this started. This is the story of the murder of Sherry Rasmussen. Okay. Okay. Now, this is one of those where I believe you may have heard this story Yeah, the name is definitely familiar. But you know me and my old lady brain, so. (laughs) It's also one that happens in the 80s but has updates recently. Okay. Within the last 15 years or so. I love an update. On February 24th, 1986... 27-year-old Sherry Rasmussen had a lot going for her. She became a nurse at 20, and in just 
seven years and become the director of nursing at the Glendale Adventist Medical Center in California. Wow. What a meteoric rise to fame. Yes. She was TCB, as they said in the 80s, <laughs> taking care of business. She was taking care of business. Elvis had that on his uh, his chain, his necklace. I've seen a Elvis like tattoo a little, that says It's like TCB. the little uh, lightning bolt, and it says TCB, baby. Yes. It's taking care of business, eating those peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I call oh, Elvis. fat Elvis. Uh, a little more than a year earlier, she had met John Rutten, and by November 1985, the two were married. They got married, went on the honeymoon, had the first holiday season together, and were finally setting into a normal married routine. Quote, unquote, quote, unquote, normal. Yes. What is a normal marriage, anyway? Well, one not on vacation or with the constant <laughs> I wouldn't know what a normal this. marriage is cuz I had a completely abnormal <laughs> ugh, ugh. let's not bring that yeah, up yeah we won't go into let's that let's not get into it we'll talk about this horrible story instead. yeah let's <laughs> let's bypass one horrible story and stick in another horrible story while we're trying to <laughs> disassociate um, yeah. from the actual horrible yeah. story that's going on all around from us the most horrible the story the most horrible story that is just living right the morning of February 24th, remember this is 1986, mm-hmm. uh, Sherry decides to call out sick from work. I was 10, almost 11. Wonderful. <laughs> Michael was not thought of. Okay. Michael was not born. I, she, okay. <laughs> I go this back. This has happened way before you were even born, Michael. I go back and forth. Sometimes she thinks I'm five years old. Sometimes she thinks I'm 200 years old. <laughs> So I was either not born yet, or, or I was elderly then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you be the judge. Well, I was nine. Uh, and uh, swiftly falling in love with um, my, my childhood crush that has sent me down a very dark path of liking the bad boy. Jonathan <laughs> Lawrence. Johnny Good old Johnny Lawrence of Cobra Kai, William Zabka. Hey, hit me up if you Do listen. Or die. <laughs> Cobra Kai till I die, bitch. So Sherry decides to call it sick. Around noon, John called the house to check on her, but there was no answer. Not even the answering machine picked it up. Oh, no. John didn't think much of it, though, because he assumed that Sherry had actually decided to go into work. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, recording your family's answering oh machine message was such a production but then they had those tapes that you could play <laughs> that had like jingles of like famous songs believe it or not george is in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you had to do it like 20 times until you got it perfect it was crazy unless you accidentally left one of the mistakes yeah <laughs> hello you've reached the kip <laughs> beep yeah yeah <laughs> He didn't think much of it, assumed that she had gone into work. He did try calling the hospital, but was told that Sherry never came in. Mm, okay. He still wasn't that concerned because what she was supposed because to do. Because it was the 80s, Mike. Well, <laughs> Nobody gave 80s. a shit about anything back then. Just but doing lines of fucking coke and like. The thing that she called out sick from was yeah. actually an off-site training so she wasn't technically even supposed to be at the hospital oh, okay so she's so the fact that she wasn't at home or at the hospital still wasn't cause for okay alarm. that i can i can get behind that after getting home from work though john found the garage door open as well as the door between the garage Mm-mm. and the house 
he Mm-mm. quickly after entering the house quickly saw sherry dead on the living room floor. oh my god we jumped right in yes okay brutally beaten and shot three times overkill much like there was blood everywhere yeah streaked on the walls pulled on the carpet and smeared on the front door ew when the cops arrived they inspected the scene and concluded that this was a robbery gone wrong bullshit no Mm -mm. incorrect i call bullshit i call bullshit i call bullshit keep going you're gonna be calling bullshit for over 20 years great uh sliding glass door on the second floor had been smashed which was the point of entry okay Oh, can you imagine your home and all of a sudden you, that's a loud fucking, yeah. that's not like a tink, tink, let me crack the back window pane, yeah. stick my hand in the door. This yeah. is like, correct, explosion yeah, yeah, yeah. of glass. Yeah. Ooh, that's terrifying. A stereo speaker had been knocked over, a vase was smashed, and miscellaneous electronic components had been stacked near the front door. To make it look behind. like a robbery and then they just forgot to take all the shit that they came to rob you for? Yeah. No. No, no. The obvious signs of struggle, the pile of electronics being left in such a way as if they were going to be taken and the burglar had the burglar not been interrupted, and the broken window all pointed to the robbery angle. Bullshit. The only things that were missing from the home, however, were Sherry's BMW, (laughs) which was an engagement present from John. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously. And What did you get when you got engaged? I got a BMW. What did you get? I got an STD. I, yeah, I got an STD. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true. We yeah. just that's a joke. We just made none of it. We none neither of us have any STDs. That was a short play brought to you by uh, us. We're also both single and uh, ready to mingle, available. So and we're and 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 clean of STDs, <laughs> free of STDs, and both vaxxed. Hooray! Hey, we're the- vaxxed and chillaxed. <laughs> <laughs> There was only one other thing missing other than the car. <laughs> oh. And it was the couple's marriage license. <laughs> Why? Why would anybody? Mm-mm. That might be a clue. Mm. Who might have had reason to want to steal this mm. marriage license? Yeah. A strange burglar who doesn't know you and came to take your electronics but then just kind of forgot and left them there anyway just a piece of paper and but i did take the marriage license so this is this is filing a joint tax return this first year being married (laughs) bitch (laughs) the car was later found only a few blocks from sherry's home with the keys still in the ignition okay so stolen and stolen and, and ditched there was plenty of evidence to suggest that this wasn't a robbery gone wrong. Oh, you no, Mike, come yeah. on. I mean, there was a stack of electronics by the front door. The severity of the fight that took place between the intruder and Sherry suggested this wasn't someone just trying to get away after they were spotted someplace they shouldn't have been. Yeah, I would have been like, take the fucking VCR. What do I give yeah. a shit? Just please don't kill me. I have so much left to give. Also... <laughs> Also, the fact that Sherry was shot three times, two of them at point-blank range, seemed to point to somebody wanting to ensure she was dead. Yeah, it seems like a little much for a robbery. A bullet hole was discovered in a blanket, which made it look like after Sherry was shot once, the shooter used the blanket to muffle the sound of the next two shots. Okay. So there's some thought there. Right. That I can't make more noise. Let me guess. Is it the husband? <laughs> and the Let's two go additional right to it. the two additional shots were right into Sherry's chest. I mean There was also a bite mark on the inner side of Sherry's forearm. Come on. 
Police did take a swab of the area and took bite impressions, but that evidence sat unreviewed for considerable time. Why? Why unreviewed? Because it was the 80s and it was a robbery. No, fuck off, because if you look up statistics now, and I know we're not talking about a rape here or we haven't gotten to any evidence of a sexual assault, but there are thousands and thousands of rape kits literally just sitting Mm -hmm. that haven't been tested that could put real pieces of shit yeah. Behind bars and literally have sat there. So let's not act like it was the 80s. Yeah. And that's why it happened because also, it's still happening. Since we're on the subject, I'll take this opportunity to plug and the backlog. Definitely worth donating to uh, help test some of these untested rape kits. Mm-hmm. They need the funds because the cops aren't going to do it. So and the backlog is a great organization to donate to if you can. So the police had DNA evidence. But it was still only the late 80s. Not much could be done with it. However, right away, Sherry's father, Nels Rasmussen, had told police that he had a suspect in mind. Go, Dad. Nels told police that they should look into a woman by the name of Stephanie Lazarus. Oh, a female. Yes. Apparently, Sherry and Lazarus had several run-ins in the past. I say run-ins, but that makes it sound like Sherry was an equal participant. Right. It's this, this other lady just fucking with her. Yeah, what was really happening could better be described as harassment at best stalking stalking yeah okay yo should have punched that bitch in her face just tackle her grab tackle and grapple lazarus tackle and grapple lazarus was an ex-girlfriend of john rutten who according to nels was incredibly jealous of john and sherry's marriage no relation to bass rutten no (laughs) lazarus had made several unannounced visits to the couple's house even dropping off a pair of water skis that she wanted John to wax for her. No, 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 and be like, hi, so-and-so, I just didn't get Can the- Can he wax my skis, Yeah, please? I'll wax your fucking skis, honey. <laughs> Don't come and knock in on my front door. It's a bad move. This very sensibly upset Sherry. Well, yeah. But John assured her that Lazarus was just a former girlfriend Mm-mm. who he was never that serious Mm-mm. about. No, no reason for her to be knocking on the front door then. One has to wonder about that. <laughs> because there was also a reported incident of Lazarus showing up at Sherry's hospital dressed provocatively. Why? Uh, Why, though? To menace Sherry by saying things like... <laughs> to menace her. She shows up in, like, a trench coat and she opens it and she's just got lingerie and she's like, this is what your boyfriend used to see. I'm here to menace you. It's like... Well... I'm here to... Good thing we're at the hospital, because you're going to need some medical attention real soon. What she reportedly said in a menacing manner was, if I can't have John, no one else will. But why are you dressed dressed provocatively? Are you trying to seduce me into believing that you're a menace? Or who are we seducing with this outfit? And aren't you cold? Aren't you embarrassed? No. Come on, sis. She was none of those things. Come on, sis. What do you think the cops said to Nels when he told them all of this information? Hey. About previous... You're a stud. Great job. They high-fived him and took him out for a couple of drinks and some stogies. Uh, nope. (laughs) He was told that he watched too much television. 
What? That this repeated and documented uh, harassments. Did they think it wasn't real? Yes. They thought he was he was fantasizing about maybe like a television show and yeah. trying to right make, make it, it like more his dramatic. make it like his its own his life like yeah. no really this is what's happening. That's so, a you watch too much TV. That's a bold yeah. statement. Let's see how that works out for you. But that being told that he watches too much TV, that's only according to Nels because to this day. The original detectives on the case deny that Nels told them any of this stuff about Stephanie Lazarus. Why would he why would he lie about that? Yeah. That there's no motive for him to lie about someone that he is considering a suspect in his child's murder. Right. Why, uh, Just to badmouth the cops just, yeah. is, is what they think. Get yeah. that with okay. the benefit of hindsight. Okay, the he's ego saying is that he like, said this all around. Yeah. This ego is outrageous. But leaving that aside. Okay. If Nels did bring this information to the police at the time, why would they have ignored him? Because if he did bring it to them, they did ignore him. So if it happened the way Because Nels they're said, lazy and don't do their jobs. And why, all of these years later, would they still deny that they had this information in the first place? Because they done fucked up. Well, it's... <laughs> they've, even... they've messed up and now they're trying to cover their tracks. Like always! Even beyond that. Oh, God. It turns out no. that Stephanie Lazarus was a cop with the LAPD. Oh. Yeah. Between that and okay. the burglary gone wrong angle, yep. the case goes cold for over two decades. Mm, so they're just protecting one of their own. Yes. They're like, oh, they never. he never told us that one of our own cops. Yeah, right. Was a potential suspect. And the case goes cold for 20 years. <laughs> for 20 years. In 1993, mm-hmm. so not Oh, I graduated years. high school in 1993 when was... Mike was just a twinkle in oh, his parents' God. eye. Okay. Or I was... <laughs> or I was a child. Yeah, or I was retiring from many years of <laughs> working, office labor. Yeah. <laughs> working in the coal mines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is... Seven years after the murder, mm-hmm. uh, Nels, still desperate to bring his daughter's killer to justice, begs authorities to test the hair, blood, and saliva left at the scene. Why hasn't this ever been? Well, we know why. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So DNA technology was obviously rapidly developing in the early 90s. Hello, OJ. Oh, God. He even offered to Does fund. Fit, you must declare. Uh, Nels even offered to fund the tests himself when yeah, he was told by the department that they didn't have the money for the test. Of course. And then what was their excuse when they, oh, we're not allowed to take civilian funds? I mean, what fucking excuse did they give him for this now? He's literally saying, I'll pay for it. They insisted that without anyone to compare the results to, it would be a waste of time. So they refused his money. No, it wouldn't. Because eventually, no, no, it wouldn't. Because they clearly have her information on file. Nels was oh, okay. Nels was adamant that there was someone to compare the results to. Of course, and if and, and ta- okay, 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 and even if there, even if there wasn't, let's say, let's say that just there wasn't. Let's say they test Sherry and she comes off clean. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, down the line, There's someone who commits someone. a crime like this has either probably committed a crime prior or is going to continue to commit crimes. So eventually, yes. it's going to hit on someone. Unless you've killed the Miyazawas. Then you'll never do anything. Bad well, then <laughs> it's 25 years later and we're still I'm still losing my shit yeah. over the story. But don't say that, well, there's probably, no, there's definitely no one that's going to match. How the fuck would you know that? Why am I so upset? 
I because hate... if it happened to my daughter and yeah. the cops are giving me this runaround, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to enact revenge on you now because you're just pushing me to the side as if my child's life means nothing to you. Well, get ready to be more angry. Oh, more than I already yeah. <laughs> Hold on while I flip this table yeah. over. So he was adamant that there was someone to compare yeah, the results to, but that didn't even matter because it was discovered that the collected DNA evidence had disappeared. <laughs> yeah, disappeared my ass. Your sister's ass, it disappeared. They got rid of it is what that, that translates into, oh, we got rid of it because we're protecting one of our own, which is total bullshit. More time passes and the crime rate in L.A. starts to go down. <laughs> So this shifts the department's focus back to cold cases. And in 2001, Sherry's case starts to be officially reinvestigated. By whom? Cold the, case detectives. The, okay. Yeah. Uh, How about like internal affairs or like an outside organization to look into it? Because obviously these cops like to play their little shenanigans. Investigators quickly Bullshit. noted that evidence checked out by a detective on October 11th, 1993, was missing. The detective reportedly had no recollection of taking the DNA samples. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Furthermore. All of a sudden, he's got selective amnesia. Yeah. Furthermore, the saliva swab, which was taken from that bite mark on Sherry's arm, yeah. wasn't even listed among the samples checked out, but was missing anyway. So it's just... <laughs> Gone, gone. They didn't even put it in. They didn't even write it down that they had it. It wasn't until 2004, mm. so three years into the reinvestigation, mm-hmm. that the saliva sample was found. Where? In the back of a freezer at the coroner's office. The sample had never been placed in the case file and was only found by searching the freezer one sample at a time. <laughs> I wonder how big those freezers... They must be just rooms. Massive. Yeah, massive yeah. freezers. And oh it's God. just, you know, little envelopes with the vial in it. Yeah. Uh, finally running the sample, the DNA came back. Boy, are they just doing, like, routine spring cleaning, like, maintenance and just going through stuff to see if, I like... I think they were actively looking for this. Well, if they thought it was just gone and yeah. never even logged, how would they know where to look or if it even existed? <laughs> On a whim? Yeah. Let's go through this 1,300 square foot freezer baggy by baggy to see if there whoops might be something we missed i mean that seems industrious yeah to say the least the crime rate really went down yeah i guess so yeah (laughs) finally running the sample the dna came back belonging to a female (laughs) quite quite the blow to the original theory of a burglary gone wrong so I skipped over it because it's not really relevant, but in the area where Sherry lived, there was kind of a string of Mm break-ins done by these two guys, Mm -hmm. and they caught them later on, and they assumed that- Okay, but they would have, then if there was two guys, one of them would have grabbed something from the front door. Right. But the key factor being not only that there were two of them, and they actually burglarized these places, uh, they were men. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Obviously. So. Uh, You'll see many women doing break-ins, smashing grabs, like into houses and home invasions. Not that it doesn't ever happen, but well, I think it's kind of rare. But Get ready for this. Mm. When the criminalist who ran the test presented the evidence to detectives that this was a female, they chose not to move forward with pursuing a female suspect. <laughs> what? 
What do you mean? What do you know? What do you mean? No, you can't choose. No, you don't pick and choose. You don't pick and choose. Apparently, the criminalist at the time. It's a female based on the fucking irrefutable DNA. What do you mean? Yeah, it's in they the... They didn't want to accept that it was a female. And the odds that it could be anybody else was in like the septillion range. So then, so I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you were the almighty God and you could just negate science. What is happening? Ready for more anger? The criminalist at the time didn't know that Nels Rasmussen had reportedly implicated Stephanie Lazarus because his complaints were never made part of the case file. Of either. course they weren't. Of course they weren't. I'm surprised there's even a file that exists. I'm not I'm not surprised that right. his complaints weren't logged. I'm right. I'm surprised there's that there's even a record yeah. of her death at this <laughs> point. The case went cold again until 2009 when another set of cold case detectives took over the investigation. <laughs> So, so let's bring in a new batch. Yeah. Let's bring in a new batch of fresh eyes to see if we can do something with all these cold. Hey, but don't touch this one. Right. This one we've invested. We've run this one into the ground. It's a male suspect. It was a robbery. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's definitely it's, not a female. It's definitely not a female. And um, there actually wasn't even a murder. She she accidentally <laughs> she shot tripped. herself three times. <laughs> she tripped and, on a gun. And beat herself to death. Yeah. yeah. These new investigators were not beholden to the burglary theory and quickly dismissed it as unlikely. Uh, unlikely and totally One of the reasons why it was unlikely foolish. and why it should have been dismissed right away was that huge struggle, evidence of a struggle everywhere, broken vases, stuff's knocked over everywhere, her body's laying kind of splayed out on the ground, but that stacked pile of electronic components was undisturbed. So it was left after the struggle. Yeah. Specifically to make it look like a robbery. Yeah. If clearly, that stuff had clearly been Clearly staged. Yeah. If maybe something was like askew or a couple yeah. of things were on the ground, but there was like a, oh, my cell phone is missing. Or, well, they yeah. didn't have cell phones back then, but like. Right. My cordless phone. Right. <laughs> but is like missing. if they had been stacked there, like they were making multiple trips with these yeah. stereo components by the door so they could grab it and go, it would have been knocked over because that would have happened before the struggle. Right, and then once and she's then if they dead, did it after, also once she's dead, then just right. take the stuff. They would have taken it with them right. if it was after. Yeah, it's so foolish. It's, it's a dumb. Fo- it's foolish. It's, it's a clearly dumb idea. staged. Yeah. They combed the case file for any mention of a female suspect since they saw the results of the DNA analysis. <laughs> you know, since said, yeah. science. And uh, okay, no, there's a thing. Uh, this is a new invention. It's yeah, called science. It's weird and police work. It's strange. <laughs> So they combed the case file for any mention of a female suspect that they could investigate with the DNA results and found only one entry uh, in the case that went back over two decades. Quote, this is, the only, this is the only mention. Quote, John Rutten called verify Stephanie Lazarus P.O., which police officer, mm-hmm. was former girlfriend. That's it. That's, that's the only mention of a female at all. That's the extent Just that of a she female. was his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And Stephanie Lazarus in general. Mm-hmm. No. One line buried. Ridiculous. Lazarus had been described by many to be a, quote, cop's cop. <laughs> and had worked. What in, does that mean? <clears throat> you know, she was. What does that mean? She was a back the bluer, would be. And had worked internal affairs, homicide, and even dare over her career. No. Oh, my God. Do you remember those? Fucking uh, dare sure do. officers that would come in and be like, say no to drugs. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're all banging coke yeah. and like literally sleeping with women that they pull over 
And yes, don't nobody at me. I don't give a shit. I used to work for an alarm dispatch company, and we would hear stories of girls that would sleep with these cops. They would go into the like, let's say downtown when we still had payphones yeah. everywhere, and they would dial nine one one, and then the cops on the beat would know that that was the signal to go to that area, and then they would park in an alley and fuck around with these girls, okay? While they're on the clock, first of all, and supposed to be serving and protecting. So don't come at me with some bullshit. Don't at me and whatever, whatever, because this shit happens every day. Yep. Crazy. Like, get out of here. That is, it's a different kind of service that they're offering. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Uh, She's actually at... This time, she's working in the art theft division, which is one of the only art theft. Like, the <laughs> There's local, an art yeah, theft division? In the LAPD. It's one of the only ones in the country. The art theft division, because there's so much art just being stolen, but yet they won't... They won't... They won't investigate They won't murder. investigate a murder. Yeah. A murder. She had married another cop not long after Sherry's murder and had even adopted a child. Yeah, good for her. She had a clean record... So the new investigators knew they had to work this carefully. Mm. Once they honed in on Lazarus Lazarus as a suspect, they started doing surveillance and eventually were able to collect a known DNA sample from a cup that she had thrown away. Okay, I was going to say, isn't her DNA already on file? Being an officer, shouldn't it already be on file? Yep, but I don't know what the rules are of, like, investigating and they need fresh stuff or the... Why would you need fresh stuff if your DNA is on file? If a defense attorney could be like, fuck a defense attorney. Your your DNA is on file. We now have DNA from the crime scene. Yeah, we're running your your DNA should be in CODIS regardless. If you're in if you're in any kind of position like that, if you're if if you work in healthcare, if you're given a weapon for your job, yeah, yeah, either a gun or a needle, literally, your information should be on file in CODIS. Yeah. And uh, if you don't like that idea, then I suggest you don't take the, the position. On June 5th, 2009, Stephanie Lazarus was asked by the detectives to help interrogate a suspected art thief. <laughs> there, okay. The ruse was basically devised to disarm So Lazarus. now we're Da Vinci coding yeah. this investigation. They wanted to make sure she was disarmed. They were concerned that if she was interviewed about her involvement in the case and still had her service weapon, things could get... What is she really going to do? She's going to whip it out and, and, and... Hey, they think she's killed the, once. Okay, but she killed somebody in in a private residence that she was jealous over. You think she's just going to whip her gun out in a police interrogation and just start firing like it's the Wild West? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I mean, most of the time, cops think it's going to be like this action-packed, like chasing down suspects I mean, and shootouts. Shit. Come and- on. Her protocol, Lazarus left her gun outside the interrogation room where she found not a suspect, but another detective. Mm. Lazarus sat in the suspect chair, and then the two questioned her for over an hour about her involvement with John Rudin, but under the guise of needing help with this other art case. <laughs> How'd they tie those two together? I do not hey, know. Hey, remember that guy you used to date whose who's wife... You should watch some of the interrogation footage. ...got though. murdered? Um, what... what? But also, did you hear about that painting that got stolen? <laughs> like, how are they linking those two together? Late 80s were a crazy time, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, well, everybody was on drugs. Basquiat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When asked about her relationship with Rutan, Lazarus was vague. I mean, this is a quote from uh, Lazarus. I mean, God, it's been a million years ago. 
she eventually admitted yeah, I mean, that they we dated for like a hot minute she but... eventually admitted that they dated saying quote it was kind of a weird relationship we dated i can't say that he was my boyfriend i don't know what he would consider me if he would consider me his girlfriend i it it's just kind didn't of work a weird out. relationship i killed yeah. his wife um was like really strange Regarding Sherry, Lazarus claimed to be pretty in the dark, claiming to not even remember her first name or if they had ever met. Bull shiitake. When the detectives asked her further about the timeline of her relationship, she said, quote, I think, you know, at one point, I mean, he may have been dating her. Maybe he was married. I don't even remember. And I'm like, you know what? Why are you calling me if you're either dating her or living with her or married to her? Because I honestly don't remember the time frame. And I'm like, come on, knock it off. Uh, so now she's claiming that he was pursuing her. This is the biggest load of horse shit. What? When Lazarus decided she was done with the interview, and this is the part of the interrogation footage you should watch, just the turn, the turn that she makes. Yep. She left the room and was immediately arrested. <laughs> oh. Her only response is the cuffs were put on her. She said, quote, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. Okay. Which is what someone would say if they were innocent or and or pretending to be innocent. Correct. It was revealed during the trial that she had kept a diary leading up to the murder. <laughs> Stop recording your actions yes. when you're committing crimes. Stop video- making videos about like, hey, here's my kill list. Stop well, writing Julianne lists. Julia Wright kept a diary. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's stop writing things down. Those two idiots. The killers of Cassie Joe. Yeah. Made, made a video. Yeah. Like, can we stop sending text messages? Stop having a diary. Like, what is going on? Do you want to hear some of it? God, <laughs> I'm sure it's So she never riveting. wrote about the murder specifically, obviously, because she was a police officer. But. <laughs> Dear diary. Certain Today entries, sucked. Yeah. Certain entry, entries indicated she was unhappy about John Rutten marrying someone else. Oh, so she didn't recall, though, that he even had a girlfriend, but she's written copious notes about yeah. it in her fucking diary. In one entry, she wrote, quote, This is very bad. My <laughs> concentration is negative 10. This is very, very bad. Lazarus was so upset about their engagement that she actually took time off work. Yeah, she's a loony too. But she doesn't remember if she ever, you know, if they were married or whatever. She's a loony tune. She also wrote a letter to John's mother no. in August 1985, six months before the murder. No, 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 That no, said, no. quote, I'm truly in love with John, and the past year has really torn me up. I wish it didn't end the way it did, and I don't think I'll ever understand his decision. First of all, you acted like you barely remember dating this guy. If, if, if my kid's b- boyfriend... Or some maybe in the letter ex, writes me a after letter broken up. after they broke yeah. up like that, and he, she's now engaged or something. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. I'm taking out a restraining order, and we're having a seriously strong worded conversation with the dude. When John testified at her trial, he said that they'd only been quote good friends. <laughs> he said, we "Yeah, s- we saw each F-W-B. other. Yeah, we yeah. saw each other on and off." And on some of those occasions, we banged we it had out. sexual intercourse. Yeah, yeah. He also said, I always just made it clear we were just friends and this wasn't going towards marriage. She's a booty call. Yeah. She was a booty call. And she was She was a booty call to him. And she was unaware that she was, or yeah. she thought Bullshit. it was something more. Bullshit. 
He, I bet you he was very fucking clear about the intentions. You are a booty call and that's it. And she was like, oh my God, we're totally going to get married. We're totes going to have a family. And he was like, "Mm mm-mm. Delusional. You're literally coming over here at midnight and then I kick you out when we're done. Goodbye. So as the trial was happening, she's sitting, you know, at the defense table and they put up wedding photos of John and Sherry together and she's making a spectacle of specifically not looking at them. <laughs> she's like, ugh, no. Why would you, I would look right at it. What are you doing? You're making, you're incriminating yourself with your weird behavior. Yeah. Even though Lazarus had known John's entire family and thrown a birthday party for him while he was dating Sherry, <laughs> John confirmed that the two never had a real relationship. Uh-huh. How would you feel if your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend threw him a birthday party? My boyfriend's ex-girlfriend yeah, while you're dating wouldn't that wouldn't happen? Yeah, that I mean, would that not happened happen. in this case. But first she of didn't all, remember. first of all, uh, I haven't had a boyfriend in That's, like five this was a hypothetical years. question. But if I did, <laughs> and uh, his ex-girlfriend decided to throw him a party, yeah, uh, I'm gonna have a slight problem with yeah. that. Yeah. So Stephanie Lazarus was convicted of the murder of Sherry Rasmussen in 2012, although she maintains her innocence. <laughs> well, she's a cuckoo clock. Lazarus was sentenced to 27 years to life in prison and will be eligible for parole in December 2034. Oof. Her biggest defense is that despite the DNA matching, the chain of custody was broken when the swab was misplaced for all of those years. And as a police officer, First there of- was... <laughs> no! No! Well, there were plenty, according to her, as a police officer, there were plenty of other explanations for why your DNA would have been, like, mixed in with evidence. No. Your saliva is on a swab, ma'am. Well, they're saying that the envelope wasn't perfectly sealed anymore. She didn't touch the swab! Yeah. The chain of command wasn't her swabbing the lady's bite at the crime scene and then going, oops, I touched the swab. (laughs) Your saliva is on the a dead person's body. Get out of my face. Much like last week's episode where Olga sued the cops. Oh, God. Following the arrest of Stephanie Lazarus, Nels and Loretta Rasmussen sued the LAPD in 2010 for mishandling their daughter's case. Yeah. However, no. they, they were told that the statute's of limitations had run out long ago. The statute of limitations on police fuck-ups? On a civil it, th- suit. There's a statute of limitations on police fuck-ups? They would have had to file the civil suit by 1998 at the latest. No. No. The who, Rasmussen's... Who, who made that bullshit rule up? Police unions. <laughs> That's who. Uh, hey, uh, if we fuck up, you only have, you know, 30 minutes to an hour yeah. <laughs> to figure it out and file a complaint or else it's moot. Now, this makes a lot of sense. The Rasmussen's lawyer said at the time they had no reason to file a lawsuit because, yeah, they weren't doing anything, but they also weren't, like, it wasn't proven that they, that the Rasmussen's were right Mm. and the cops were specifically basically obstructing their own investigation. Right. So, yeah, it wasn't moving, and I guess that's, you can't have grounds to sue them because they're not doing their job, but now... That it's come out that we were telling you this information and it could have been solved all this time. It could have been solved immediately. Right. Immediately. So they had no reason to file. So they took the case to the California Supreme Court in 2013, but the court declined to review the case. Why? They're screwed. They they got nothing. 
That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Espe- they, they they purposefully yeah. and directly yep. derailed an yep. investigation because they knew mm-hmm. what happened. Yep. All of those people that, quote, worked on the case, if they're still alive, should now be charged with a crime. And if you're dealing, so if you are an investigator and you're dealing with somebody who you think is on the wrong, tra- on the wrong track at best or just crazy and a nuisance at worst, why would you not still document that shit? In the case file, cover like, your own ass. He called again. Can you believe it? The fact that she is in one line as background, like, yep, this police officer was an ex-girlfriend right. of not the victim. But we're not going to go down that road and investigate if maybe. Right. Listen, they didn't probably they didn't even in, uh, interview her just to see if maybe she had anything to offer. Right. In terms of maybe she didn't do it, but maybe, maybe she knew. She right. knows of when they were dating. There was some girl who was whacked out or a guy who you know this boyfriend like was messing with his current wife and you know he was talking to his ex-girlfriend about it because he was just needed someone to talk to whatever they didn't even interview her to get like a periph they didn't even go down the road of suspecting john which then you interview her as an ex-girlfriend right to like is he capable is he capable was he ever violent with you now john is a bit of an interesting He's not involved in this no, story. Oh, he sounds like an interesting character, to say the least. Yeah, he's not involved in this story. The family, in certain interviews or if you watch, you know, some of the true crime news magazine shows, mm-hmm. Sherry's family was always like, he just kind of disappeared. He didn't have anything to do with us anymore. She literally this... gets killed and he just yeah, like, Whoa. he just kind of dips out. He fades away. Yeah, because he clearly knew what happened and didn't want to be involved. And if the cops weren't going to do anything about it, right. he was probably scared that she would then shoot him. Right. So he just dips. As I'm glad you really loved my daughter, by the way, now that she got murdered and you fucked off. Right. There was a book written about this. Uh, the author is named Matthew McGow. And the book is called The Lazarus Files, A Cold Case Investigation. Mm-hmm. And the book questioned how the LAPD could have gotten what seems like a straightforward case so incredibly wrong. Well, <laughs> this is a I quote. mean, they're incredibly good at doing that time and time again. Yeah, but... this, is, this is a quote from the book. Stephanie has never spoken publicly about what influence she may have exerted over the case, what she may have done, but without question... She had the opportunity to remove materials, documents from the casebook, and may that may have implicated her. Now, this is not me saying she did this. This right. is this is somebody Matthew saying that McGow, she probably went in and removed yeah, a bunch of who researched this enough to write a book about it, and is a little suspect about why this case file is so sparse. Yeah, because she probably went in and ripped a bunch of pages out and took the DNA evidence and just. Threw it into random parts of the freezer that they're never going to look in. And she's like, oh. So she still maintains her innocence. Yeah. She claims that the DNA is not She can not claim whatever she wants, this lady. But that was the story of the death and investigation into the death of Sherry Rasmussen. Oh, I think you know how I feel about Lazarus. Yeah. She can go take a long walk off a short pier with her bullshit yeah. stories. I don't think she's going to be coming back. Yeah. Lazarus. Maybe she'll it. maybe she'll get out and get back on the police force, you know. Oh, well yeah. 
I mean, she'd they'll definitely take her back. She'd pass a background check easily. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just be like, "Have you ever been arrested for a crime?" And she'd be like, "Oddly, those files are missing. It's... I've never been arrested. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, my whole uh, history has been expunged, and I'm just to start anew, like a fresh daisy." <laughs> I'm a newborn lamb approaching the day. Yes, I'm a sweet, sweet summer child uh, with rose-colored glasses about to look at the world in a whole new light. As things deteriorate on the macro level, Mm -hmm. it is still worthwhile looking at how things break down on the micro level. Yeah, well, is it? (laughs) I had a good time telling you this story. (laughs) I hope you had a good time listening. I had a fantastic time listening. Thank you. And we hope you had a fantastic time listening All as well. All of our listeners, yes. And please give us a shout out. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MAF Podcast Show. Yep. And email us at MAF Podcast Show at Gmail or Gmail, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> and for our uh, our friends in Lithuania. Send us some send us some emails, man. We want to be pen pals with you guys. Yes. We want to talk to you and see what's up. Stay safe where you are. Stay safe. Please. Yes. Hopefully this doesn't expand and go into Eastern Europe and hmm. everywhere else. But uh, thank you all for joining us for 10 episodes. Can't believe it's been 10 already. I can't believe people actually listen. Yeah. <laughs> Other than us and, obsessively. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, you keep listening. We'll keep doing them. That's it, man. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week.